It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition information. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and I really thank you for listening today. Each week, we try to bring you information on how nutrition or the lack of it affects health problems. You know, we might bring you some information about the nutrition connection to MS or the nutrition and sobriety connection or the nutrition connection to diabetes, or the nutrition and arthritis connection. But today we don't have a set topic at all because we want to give you the opportunity to ask the nutritionist. And I've invited Anna Derhock to be our co-host today. Anna has her master's degree in nutrition, and she's completed her internship and was licensed this past month, in September actually. And Anna, I know you're young, 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 young. You're very young. But you've had a lot of experience already. I have, and I owe it all to Nutritional Weight and Wellness. So (laughs) Dar has been my mentor. Um, Yeah, I mean, when I first came here four and a half years ago now, Mm -hmm. um, I I was just finishing up my bachelor's degree in nutrition, and... Now I'm teaching classes all over the community and, you know. And you see clients on two days a week? Two days a week, Tuesdays and Saturdays. And I absolutely love what I do. And I have two beautiful little girls. Isabel's three and Genevieve's almost two. So I've been busy, I think. I think you have (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, this this past week I was reading comments made by people in the classes and one stood out. And it says, I love taking classes from Anna. She's so knowledgeable and fun that I go home and I put good nutrition to practice. So, Anna, where are you teaching weight and wellness this time? I'm teaching it in White Bear Lake, and it's going to be on Thursday nights. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested, and we're also teaching teaching them at a bunch of different locations, um, also in St. Paul, Stillwater, and Anoka. And those classes start actually next week. Next week, yep. So, you know, right after Halloween. So yep. if so you messed up, up on Halloween, you can get <laughs> you yep. can get your body back into order. So I've invited Anna to be our co-host because she has really a firm handle on all this current nutrition research and science. So we're ready for people to start calling. And our number here today is 651-641-1071. So, I think we actually have a caller already. Awesome. Good morning. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Good morning. And you have a question. I do. Um, I started, I took your class and I um, had really dry skin and I've been taking lots of omega-3 and omega-6 and all of a sudden my skin is getting dry again. And um, the only thing that I changed was I heard that if you put cinnamon in your water, it would make it taste good. So I drink cinnamon water all the time, and I'm wondering if that is drying out my skin again. That's an interesting question. And how much uh, omega-3s are you taking? Um, I was taking 4 and 4, and then okay. I upped it to 5 and 5, and now I'm up to 6 and 6. And I That thought, should be plenty of fatty acids. And are you drinking enough water? 
I am drinking the two and a half to three quarts a day. I'm wondering if the cinnamon is making is acting as a diuretic. What do you think, Anna? Mm-hmm. I don't. It's not supposed to, but. Why don't you try not putting the cinnamon in the water and see what happens? Because you certainly are taking enough fatty acids. Definitely. And you're not taking any other kind of diuretic, are you? No. No. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, I just take calcium and magnesium otherwise. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's try, try that. Just uh, eliminate the cinnamon and see what happens with the skin. That was going to be my next thing I was going to start this morning because I thought about it last night. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for the Thanks. call this morning. You're welcome. Thank you. Yes. Well, we have another caller here. Good morning, Jean. You have a question for us today? Uh, Yes. I'm a 63-year-old woman, and I'm wondering what causes my fingernails to split in layers. I've resorted to acrylic nails just because uh, they're hard to even clean. Uh, They don't crack, but they split in layers. Well, I'll talk a little bit, but Anna, you start thinking, too. One thing that I've noticed with nails is that you have to eat enough animal protein because that makes your collagen, and collagen makes your hair and your nails. And so when you're low on protein, and that's why we say, well, you know, some of the research says that women need at least four ounces of protein at two meals, and this is animal protein, Mm -hmm. at least at two meals. And so we suggest having... You know, that at least, but we recommend having animal protein like five times a day. Yeah. You know, maybe two to four ounces each time. Oh, uh, I'm not vegetarian, so I would think I get that, but maybe not. I'll watch. So you have some other ideas? Yeah, um, sometimes this, the splitting can be from um, a B vitamin deficiency as well. Okay. Um, and sometimes if it is related more to protein, it can be an iron deficiency. But usually you're going to get the spooning of the nails with iron, so that might not be totally the case. Any certain B vitamin? I would do a B complex. Mm-hmm. Okay. And one of the other things that they talk about is biotin, is mm-hmm. um as a possibility is, and I find that that helps some people, um not as much as what they say it helps. So to be <laughs> honest with you, yeah. But a variety of B vitamins would be beneficial. I agree with Anna. Okay, I'll try that. Thank okay. you very much. And oh, yes? another another one. Okay. Um, you know, if you are deficient in fatty acids. I was just going to start that. Um, I haven't been taking supplements of, uh, that's the fish oil. The fish oil and also for nails and hair, it would be omega, um, actually omega-6, which is GLA or gamma linoleic acid. Okay, do you recommend a uh, combination of omega? No, no, I do not. I okay. think it should be separate because okay. sometimes you want more of omega-3s and a little bit less of the GLA. So yeah. you can bounce that around better. And if they're all in a capsule combined, then, you know, you, you don't have control over that then. But for, like, heart and other things, I'm not taking any um, omega well, then, you sh- yeah, you should be yeah. taking some omega-3s, definitely. Mm-hmm. We kind of think everyone should be. Mm-hmm. So that's a separate issue. Um, I, you still yeah. wouldn't take a um, multi-omega capsule? No, I wouldn't. I keep them separate. Right. <laughs> we find better success when they're separated. Yeah. Yep. Control over what you're taking. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, there, we got lots of answers. It? Okay. That, I, I'm <laughs> writing a list here. Thank you for your help. Okay. Thank you for the call. Thank you. Bye. Oh, my. We we do have a lot of people up oh, early. Great. I'm, I'm surprised that so it. many people are up this morning. <laughs> Good morning, Shelley. You have a question for us? 
Yes, my husband um, struggled with having um, pancreatitis, and the medical community's solution to it is an extremely low-fat diet when he's symptomatic, which kind of goes against all the many things that you guys um, preach, and I was wondering if you have any nutritional advice for a person who is prone to pancreatitis. Yes, we do, and do you want to start off, Anna? <laughs> uh, sure, I can start off. Okay. Um, usually, if the you know... It, if he's having those symptomatic symptoms of pancreatitis, you want actually to have more of those healing fats like the omega-3s and also coconut oil can be really healing to any type okay. of organ. Um, so, I mean, because fat is in essentially very healing and so is protein. So what he should be doing when he has those attacks is really cutting down on the processed carbs. Okay. Really watching the sugar. Yeah. Which their advice has been traditionally to basically stop eating and maybe drink a little bit of Gatorade, which just goes against the definition of health right there. Right. So- it does. It goes against the definition. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it does. You yes, know. and then I also asked them about um, supplements, thinking, you know, it's a digestive issue. Would uh, bifido or an acidophilus help him? And they said that that was just simply unknown. What are your opinions on supplements for him? Well, I think, you know, you. I think you probably know more than what your, the advice that you have been getting. But, yes, I think some digestive enzymes, it would be really good. And also yeah. uh, some bifidobacteria, definitely, for digestion, but also a digestive enzyme. Yeah. You know, and uh, like one, maybe one with each meal would probably be beneficial because our pancreas makes a lot of our mm-hmm. digestive enzymes. You know, if you start to look at what is more of a healing diet for him, again, lots of vegetables, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. some, you know, meat, definitely, and good fat, and eating that several times a day, and he probably would avoid getting these attacks. Right. And, you know, have you figured out when he gets these attacks? Is it more when he's eating, you know, processed carbohydrates or... You know, I, I can't exactly figure out the trigger for it. They're going to do a, the, di, um, the diagnostic stuff is so invasive that we've kind of avoided going that route. It's made him more sick. So we're thinking maybe that we will go that route because we do eat pretty clean thanks to the advice of you. But I do have to say he, um, is there any like literature or research that could back up the, the need for like some coconut oil? Because I know he'd be really afraid to take that, I think. Well, you know, uh, actually, in the coming up uh, in the future, I'm going to have a lady on that a doctor that's done research on coconut oil, and she's actually been doing it on Alzheimer's disease, and how healing it's been for that. But I think you know, if you can kind of hold on that, because she has done a lot of research, and she's probably gathered a lot of research on the different ways that coconut oil heals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that that's coming up in the next month or two when she's going to be on. So, Excellent. And, um, but, you know, I think, again, if you start to think about what is going to be a healing diet for him, you know, we're, I'm not to say that, you know, you want to give him lots and lots of coconut oil, but you want to use some, you know, maybe a couple of teaspoons to cook some, you know, cook the vegetables in so that you're giving him some, but you're not overloading his system. And I think that's true with any fat. Yep. You know, you you know, you mix up the fats. You give some olive oil, you give some butter, you give some coconut oil, and then so that you get the healing from all the different ways. Right. Mm-hmm. So, 
You know, very good. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks for the call. Thank you. So, Anna, we have to take a quick break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company bringing you nutritional information that will improve your health. So often women tell me during a nutritional counseling session that they skip breakfast and lunch to save on calories. They believe if they skip meals, they will lose weight. But what is the reality check? You know, research tells us skipping meals slows the metabolism and sets us up for cravings and binge eating. Eating five or six times a day increases metabolism and leads to more energy and weight loss. And our number here today is 651-641-1071. Living life out loud on FM 107.1. Laugh along. Welcome back to Dish Amp Nutrition. If you are confused about what the best nutritional plan for improving your health is, losing weight, or reducing risk of chronic illness, we believe a safe approach is to follow more of a traditional mac- macronutrient breakdown. And we like kind of like how our ancestors ate with the hunter-gatherer type of um, diet. And they've found in research that about 30 to 35% of your calories should come from protein, 30 to 35% from vegetables and fruit, and 30 to 45% of calories from beneficial fats. And we're not talking about trans fats or refined oils. The research has shown that this is the best macronutrient breakdown for long-term health. So we also were talking earlier about our weight and wellness classes. And if you're a nurse needing continuing education credits, just want to let people know that our weight and wellness classes, that's a series of six classes, qualify you for 12 continuing education credits. You know, a recent comment from a nurse that I just, I was looking over the uh, evaluations uh, from the last class, and and uh, one of the evaluations from a nurse was that um, I signed up for CEUs, but I got so much more. The best 12 hours I spent on learning about food and nutrition. So, Same. you know, it's it's really, <laughs> they, they appreciate the information. And we have lots of callers, so we yes. are just going to... Good morning, Mary. Welcome to the show. Well, hi there. Hi there. Um, I have a question about um, the benefits of apple cider vinegar. Apple cider vinegar. Yes. Okay. Anna? I can help you with that. Okay. Um, The benefits are it actually helps to balance out the pH of your stomach. Okay. And so um, a lot of times the pH will go low and and then we can't produce as much HCL, which actually helps break down protein and other types of nutrients in our stomach. And HCL is hydrochloric acid. Yes. So it's toxic stuff when it's out of the stomach, but it's really good for our stomach. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so that those are the biggest benefits. It um, So it can help reduce acid reflux, um, heartburn, things like that. Okay. Um, and I just, I've heard it help that it can make contribute to longevity of life. Is that accurate or? Well, I'm, I think, you know, if you're thinking in terms of it helping you balance so that you've got enough acid in your system to digest food, sure, then it would. And that's, it's a balance. It's helping you keep balanced. And so sometimes what happens is, is they say that as people get older and older, they're not making as much hydrochloric acid. But really, what is that coming from? It's coming from the fact that we're not, as we get older, sometimes people don't eat as much meat. And we naturally make our own hydrochloric acid when we eat meat. Okay. But... You know, doing a little apple cider vinegar is fine. Okay. 
And one more question. Um, water. I just recently did a detox and um, learned that uh, the reverse osmosis or distilled water was better than I was just using a Brita filter. Mm-hmm. And I know we're looking at getting a filter water system in the house. Um, what do you recommend there? Well, I agree. I mean, I think a reverse osmosis is perfect system. Yes. Yeah. I would, that's what we recommend, too. Okay. And, you know, there's so many different companies out there that have them. So. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoy your program, have referred a lot of people to you, and I just um, have taken a class from you, and we've learned a lot. And Thank um, you. Thank you. Thank you so we much. We appreciate it very much. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you for listening this morning. And um, good morning, Susan. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi. Hi, Susan. Hi, I um, have a question. I have a 12-year-old daughter who's always been um, slightly overweight. She's not had any big changes. She's just kind of always been that way. And she's recently going through her growth spurt, and I thought it would kind of thin out a little bit with that, but it doesn't seem to do that. And I feel like I've done the basics um, with, uh, you know, provi- you know, promoting at least five fruits and vegetables and portion control and um, I do do some snacks because I don't want her to feel deprived, but they're usually portion control. And uh, but anyway, I feel like I'm. I feel like from what I know, I'm doing the right things. I just was wondering if you have any advice, if you even have any classes for that age, or if you um, rec- how direct I should be with her. You know what what approach I should take. Well, I think a couple of things is that um, I I guess what I would look at is she probably is a, a child that has a little bit of insulin resistance. And so the way, you know, the way her body uses carbohydrates is, is basically she's, when she eats carbohydrates, she stores those as fats. And so it's a really fine line, fine line you walk with that because it's like you have to keep those carbohydrates down. But then when you're 12 years old, you usually are exposed to more of those carbohydrates. Okay. So the one one way that you can kind of counteract some of that carbohydrate is to have a little bit more physical activity, have more muscle on the body, will help to reduce that insulin resistance. Yeah. And it kind of helps to drive the sugar right into the cells rather than having it float around in the, you know, the bloodstream that ends up storing fat. You know, the, I mean, that would, so when we would work with her, that would be kind of our approach. Um, and getting and I do her... do that. She dances a lot, okay. uh, and I, I even run with her. I, I do things okay. with her just to okay. I do whatever exercise with her to to promote it at a regular basis. And we, you know, anyways, I feel like I'm doing that already. Mm-hmm. And she's doing strength things with her, okay. with her dance. So I don't know, but I, but I that's what I feel like because I have three other kids, and I feel like I do the same, and they don't seem to have that issue. So I feel like there was something a little a little yep. different with her. It probably well, is something about this way she stores her. I thought there must be something like that. Yeah, she is. So one of the things, the other one of the things that I would do is probably go and have, have a total panel thyroid panel, you know, and okay. that is not just the TSH, but the T3, the T4, a whole panel, and see if there's anything off on that. Okay. And I think if, you know, if you brought her in for a consultation, we might look carefully at things like gluten and we might look carefully at dairy products because if you have insulin resistance, um, you... People that have that, when they eat dairy products, they tend to store fat. Mm-hmm. So those are the kinds of things we would look at. But it's, it's you know, to give you a... Delicate balance. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to give you an exact answer, 
it's hard until we really work with somebody. And with that age, do you recommend, you know, what approach? Like, I didn't think I should have her on the scale or anything, but I didn't know what approach you you recommend. No, we usually don't do that either because I think that just brings too much focus. We would approach it from a healthy eating point. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I've always done that, and that's why I thought, what else what? is there to do? Yeah. But, no. Uh, yep. Yeah. And it's it's you know I think what you're doing is great. Probably you know most of everything you're doing is probably just great. Is this maybe some some little fine tuning might make a difference? But I still have her thyroid checked out. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you said that. Okay. That, and then you do have classes. Do you have classes for teens, or more just um, more just the individual consultations? I think it's better to have individual consultations for teens. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Well, that's wonderful. I really appreciate your information, and uh, I, I figured there's some little tweaking, some little thing unique to her, and so I'll try to uh, see if I can't get her in to get that checked out. Okay. Thank okay. you very much for the call Thank this morning. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yep. So I think, and I think we better take a break. Uh, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and if you're a first-time listener, I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist. I'm here with licensed nutritionist Anna Derhock. And we're inviting your nutrition questions today, and our number is 651-641-1071. Living Life Out Loud on FM 107.1. Laugh along. She says, oh, I can't take no more. Her tears like diamonds on the floor. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. We hope that we can get to all of your questions. Um, a comment I hear very often is that a lot of my clients have carbohydrate cravings, which could could stem from like cereal or bread or pasta or even just cookies. What causes those carb cravings, do we ask? Um, a lot of times it's a deficiency in a neurotransmitter called serotonin. Um, other body signs that your body could be low in serotonin are sleep issues, brain chatter, mood swings, and irritability. So how can you increase your serotonin? Well, it's something we already talked about today, but it's eat protein several times a day. Um, And a little lesson in brain chemistry, to make more serotonin, you have to eat animal protein. Okay? Every, you know, every two, three hours if you can, five to six times a day. So try it. It works wonderfully. Um, If you have questions for um, me and Dar today, um, please call 651-641-1071. So we have lots of callers. Good morning, Tammy. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Good morning. Oh, I'm sorry. Good morning, Tammy. Tara. Tara. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Tara. Good morning. Oh, I'm sorry. There we are now. Good morning. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Good morning. Good morning. You have a question for us this morning. Uh, I do. I've been diagnosed with a fatty liver and wondering if there's any any supplements I can take to help with that. A fatty liver. Hmm. So you say, now what causes a fatty liver, you know? And it's kind of surprising because what it basically is, is uh, people that are eating maybe too many carbohydrates, too much sugar. Does that sound like something that you've done in the past or... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it and it is a it is a fairly serious type of uh, problem. So you know what we would recommend is, of course, reducing your carbohydrates, and 
cut out the cereals and the pastas and those kinds of foods is probably the most important thing uh, before any vitamin. It kind of goes back to, you know, and I don't know if you drink soda, but. Yeah. Okay. You need help. (laughs) 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 Because, you know, it's having a fatty liver is pretty serious. Um, So how do we get you, you know, it's like, how do we help you get off of those things? That's just going to keep, keep it, keep making it worse. Well, that's another, that kind of comes to my second question. And uh, because I do have, you know, such a, a bad craving for, you know, that type of food. Yep. Um, is there a supplement I can take to decrease that? Well, I think there's a lot of things. You know, some of the things that we recommend to reduce cravings is certainly bifidobacteria, which helps the intestinal tract. What, what kind of bacteria? It's called bifidobacteria. And Anna, oh. t- talk about glutamine a minute. And then L-glutamine is an amino acid. It comes from protein, and that really helps to repair the gut lining. A lot of times with high sugar and even antibiotics, things like that, it ruins the intestinal lining, and that will actually cause cravings, like, tremendously. And L-glutamine can actually help repair that intestinal tract and eliminate cravings. And then something that I formulated is called Crave Control, and... Uh, you know, just when we came back from the last break, Anna was talking about making more serotonin to reduce the cravings. And the Crave Control has something in it that is an amino acid that builds up more serotonin and a little bit more dopamine, and it reduces cravings. And these are just amino acids that normally come from meat. So it's a very healthy mm-hmm. product. And so that's some of the things that we would have people taking for maybe a month, and then usually the cravings are gone and you don't have to, you know, they're gone. And unless you go back to eating those things, <laughs> they stay gone. Right. So, okay. you know, maybe, you know, I think probably you would benefit from a consultation mm-hmm. and help you get, you know, get kind of balanced okay. out here with better foods. And um, okay. and then you'll see that, um, you know, eventually the fatty liver will just go away. It will correct itself. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so how do I do that? Oh, okay. Well, you can call um, St. Paul or Wyzetta, um, but the St. Paul office is 651-699-3438. Or if you're closer to Wyzetta, it's, um, it's 952-345-0766. And Anna is, you know, one of the things is Anna does work. Um, I mean, she'd be great to see because she works Saturdays, and sometimes that works for people. Um so anyway, any of our offices would be happy to yep. to work with you and meet with you. So, well, I've been trying to stay away from the fatty foods, and i've I've been um, trying to increase my energy level so that I can stay away from those. I've been drinking what's called the five hour energy. You know, uh, you know what those that 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 those things have too many chemicals in them, and too probably has artificial sweeteners, and that definitely is not good for your liver. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Make an appointment and I come on in, and, and we'll get yeah. you balanced out. <laughs> we'll get you on track. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks for the for call. Listening. Yes. Okay. So let's go to 
Good morning, David. Uh, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. David? Yeah, I had a question about uh, I've developed a condition called diverticulitis. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering what kind of supplements I should maybe take vitamins and what kind of diet I should be on. Okay, Anna, you're on. Okay, diverticulitis. Definitely high fiber from fruits and vegetables. Also, um, definitely need to get be getting some healing protein in there. Um, at least four ounces per meal. Um, and if you can do it through snacks. And then also, um, you need some good bifidobacteria. We just talked about it last call, but bifido is going to help really introduce that good flora in there. And it's going to help reduce the inflammation of, you know, the diverticulitis. Um, it can also help heal and correct it too. Plus with L-glutamine, I would definitely recommend those two supplements hands down, um, and then omega-3 fish oil, very, very healing to the intestinal tract. Omega-3. Yeah. And then bifidobacteria and glutamine. And, and maybe, probably, get rid of the processed carbohydrates. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, the um, the pasta and the crackers and the bread, because that's, yep. you probably are sensitive to that. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, eliminate the gluten out of your diet and do it yeah. in fruits and vegetables and yeah. good fats. I mean, yeah. you know, like we talked about coconut oil before. That's yeah. a very healing fat, fat for your intestinal tract, as is olive oil and butter and those fats. So, Avocados, yep. You know, and then with nuts, what I would do is I do nut butter, but I wouldn't do nuts, the hard, yeah. the hard nuts, because sometimes there's little sharp edges that will get caught. So, but doing, you know, real peanut butter, real almond butter, those things would be fine. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so we have you on the right track? <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Thank, thank you. Thank Thanks, you, David, David, for the call. And I think what we'll do, Anna, is take a quick break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. You know, here's some, interesting, here's some interesting information about the difference in sugar coming from vegetables and fructose coming from corn. So glucose and fructose really act differently in the brain and primarily in the part of the brain that's called the hypothalamus. Glucose or sugar from vegetables will decrease food intake, while fructose increases food intake. Mm -hmm. So a researcher, one of the comments by this M. Daniel Lane, one of his comments said, we feel that these findings may have particular relevance to the massive increase in the use of high fructose corn syrup and the rise in teenage obesity because of its use in soda. So in our weight and wellness classes, we teach people how to eat real foods for real health. Real food is the best-kept anti-aging secret we have found. So questions today, 651-641-1071. Living Life Out Loud on FM 107.1. Laugh along. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I am Anna Durhock, nutrition counselor and educator, and I'm here with Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist, and we are taking your calls today to answer any personal nutrition questions you may have. You know, our goal at Nutritional Weight and Wellness is to help restore, to reduce health care costs by teaching people how to eat real foods. Sounds simple, but it's truly a very <laughs> complex concept. Real yeah. foods. <laughs> real foods, it is. So starting this coming week, we are offering our weight and wellness classes at the following locations, St. Paul, Woodbury, Stillwater, 
Burnsville, Chanhassen, Maple Grove, Minneapolis, Wayzata, White Bear Lake, Anoka, and Edina. And I will be teaching the one in White Bear Lake on Thursday nights. Uh, the cost is two twenty-five, and it's such a great deal. It's for six two-hour classes. You will receive a nutrition manual, a cookbook, and a group of like-minded individuals that really want to improve their health. So, and I've seen the changes that people have made. People lose weight. People sleep better. They just feel overall less aches and pains, and overall they feel much better about themselves. So. Sign up today, um, go to our website, weightandwellness.com, or you can call us at 651-699-3438. You know, for many of us, the during the holiday season, which starts today, you yes. know, it's the candy, the <laughs> high fructose candy that is mm-hmm. hiding out there in every little place. Uh, it's the hardest for us to avoid the sugar and trans fat. This is the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. Right. So, you know, if you're one of those people, the weight and wellness classes will give you Support, knowledge, to stay healthy during the season. And the neat thing is, is we are actually offering some discounts. If you sign up with a friend, you get each of you get $25 off. If you sign up with two friends, you get $30 off. If you sign up with three friends, it's $35 off. If you sign up with four friends, it's $40 off for each person signing up. Nice. And you have a group of people that can support each other. So your whole family could do it together and you could end up starting, you know, people eat until the Super Bowl. You know that. (laughs) (laughs) And they could you could go to the Super, you know, the Super Bowl would be a great event and you'd be feeling great. So anyway, here we go. We've got uh, we have Alicia. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us today. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so confused right now because my radio just went off. Okay. Um, (laughs) I'm a 27-year-old, and I am pregnant, and I um, have been to the doctor, and I'm six months pregnant, and um, she's been talking to me about not gaining more than 10 to 15 pounds because I'm pretty overweight. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering foods I should stay away from, foods I should be eating, because I just do not want to gain more weight than I need to. Well... I think, number one, you have to keep away from the processed carbohydrates. Okay. You know, no, car- no, no chips, no crackers, no bread. I mean, it's those things that, in the house, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, just get rid of them. Because if they're there, mm-hmm. <laughs> unless you've got really a lot of willpower, most of us are going to eat those things. Right. Especially if we've got cells that say, bring those on, bring those on. <laughs> So, I mean, I just, I, Anna, you got some other advice? Yes, I do. Um, perfect <laughs> advice. Make sure you're taking those omega-3 fish oils for you and the baby. That'll also help reduce that insulin resistance around your cells, and it'll also reduce the the risk of your baby having it, too. Okay. So, and then lots of protein. I mean, it's protein. your best friend when you're trying to really minimize the amount of weight that you're supposed to, to you know, to gain Mm-hmm. Um, it's the best thing for your metabolism, and it'll keep you at a steady weight. Right. And is there a certain type of protein that I should be eating more of? Um, of? Whenever you can, you want to buy more, you know, grass-fed beef, but just animal protein in general is okay. a better thing. And stay away from pork if it's not from a pasture-fed, you know, pig. Yes. Okay. Definitely. And is dairy dairy okay, or <laughs> should it be... <laughs> I think that if, you know, I, I would Just really minimize 
I'd minimize the dairy products because, yeah. again, that's what research tells us. If you have this insulin resistance type of body, probably, you know, that's what's going on. Yeah. Um, you're you're going to gain more weight when you eat dairy products. But if you eat lean meats, mm-hmm. you know, and fish and those kinds of things, yeah. mm-hmm. you're going to do better. Okay. And But even then, when you start talking about fish, you don't want to eat fish too often. Yes. Because, because <laughs> right. the, you know. So but the, salmon once a week, Dar, yeah, would that sure, be okay? Sure. Yeah. But red, so, you know, truly, yep. when you're starting to look Wild at, caught salmon. You, know, an, you know, animal protein, some grass-fed meat is probably the best, at least contaminated types of meats that you can possibly eat these days. Okay. Okay. Go to the farmer's market, Alicia. All right. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank See you for you the later. call. Bye. We yep. appreciate that. And let's go to um, Diane, I believe it is. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi. I have a question that relates actually to a friend's husband. Mm-hmm. He gets frequent, severe, and debilitating headaches. Uh, at one time they referred to it as uh, cluster headaches, and sometimes they've called it migraines, but it's the same thing. He, he gets so sick with it. He hasn't been able to work in th- three years. Um, his, he sees a rheumatologist and a neurologist as well as a general doctor, and they've got him on all kinds of medications that don't really do any good. But they tell him that the fluid does not drain properly from, the sp- cerebrospinal fluid doesn't properly drain from his brain. Could this be nutritionally related? Uh, yes, it could be. And uh, so it sounds to me like he's got a lot of food sensitivities, wouldn't you say, Anna? Yeah. And, mm. well, I mean, let's, talk, let's just share some ideas here. Mm-hmm. Anna, you know, I think number one thing for foods, what would you eliminate? <clears throat> Definitely gluten. And um, usually dairy is a huge culprit in that, too. Yes. Okay. So eliminate those, but then you've got to eliminate all the food chemicals. Uh-huh. And that's like MSG, nitrate, citric acid, any aspartame. kind of aspartame, you yeah. know, any of the food chemicals have to be eliminated. Uh-huh. And then I, for him, I would do organic foods because, okay. you know, sometimes these sprays that they use on vegetables uh-huh. and I mean, those will trigger a headache for many people. So he has inflammation in his body, in his brain, in his spinal column, and we, and you have to reduce that inflammation throughout the body. Uh-huh. And, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, we've worked with many people with serious, serious migraines or cluster headaches. And as so far, we've been able to really help people tremendously and, you know, maybe even get to the point where that, Maybe they have one headache a year or something like that. And that's only when they fall off and eat something that has MSG or something else in it that they know that is, you know, they get exposed to something that they didn't even realize they were getting exposed to. Sure. His symptoms seem to sometimes be affected by changes in weather. Sure. Well, that's, you know, the weather makes your body uh, retain Mm -hmm. more fluid, more inflammation. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. sure, that makes sense. But you have to go to the base of this. The base. Mm -hmm. The base is always nutrition. Okay. Great question, though. Thanks for calling this morning. Thank you. Yes. So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, if you haven't had your vitamin D checked, these facts might spur you on to make an appointment with your doctor. One study found the lower your vitamin D level, the higher the prevalence of developing metabolic syndrome. You know, another study concluded children with the lowest vitamin D levels we're more likely to have higher blood pressure, blood pressure, high blood sugars, 
low levels of HDL cholesterol, the good cholesterol. You know, a simple blood test is all you have to do, is to, and that's going to protect yourself and your children. So go and make that appointment for a vitamin D test. And we'll be back in a minute. Living Life Out Loud on FM 107.1. Laugh along. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. We are going to jump right in because we have a call from Bonnie and we want to make sure we get to her question. Hi, Bonnie. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi, good morning. Good morning. We only have about a minute or so. Okay. I'm 62 years old, postmenopausal. Through blood tests, was found that my TSH was high and my T3 free was very low. And my vitamin D was number 31. Mm -hmm. And my total testosterone was high. So I was put on armor, 60 mg's, and also told to start taking 5,000 of the D3. Now I've developed swollen knees, swollen breasts, and I'm wondering about my estrogen now, if, I, if something's going on. That's, that's basically what's happening. Well, I think one of the things that's happening is that your thyroid medication is either not assimilating or it's too high, and that's throwing your other hormones off, and maybe they have to go at, at building that up much more gradually, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say? Uh, and then... And then you have to look at what's causing your thyroid to go off, and that would be probably sugar, sugar, and, and too much soy, too much soy, and maybe gluten. Yep. Okay. I mean, it's like you're probably developing an autoimmune disease. They they said it's Hashimoto. Yes, that's an autoimmune mm, disease, okay. yep. and so that's that is a food scent, probably, you know, likely. Not always, but most likely an autoimmune disease coming from a food sensitivity. And the one that is really prevalent these days is gluten. Okay. So, but I think maybe you need to go and have them uh, back down a little bit on your thyroid medication for a period of time. Okay. And what about the 5,000 with the D3? Is that too much? Sounds great. No, that sounds great. Okay. Nope. Okay. And then I'm allergic to shellfish, and they have me uh, suggested I take fish oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that okay, being with the allergy to the shellfish? I would think that would be perfectly fine. Okay. There should be no problem. Okay. You know, one of the things that you might do is to take DHA, straight DHA, which is from algae, not from the fish. Okay. So that might work even better for you, and it's still doing, going to help with the thyroid and... Um, other parts, you know, as an anti-inflammatory. Sounds great. Okay, we Thank did you, it. Bonnie. Thank you for the, the call program. this Thanks. morning. Well, Anna, we did it. We yes. saw. We answered a lot of questions this morning. We had fun, and uh, <laughs> we appreciate it, don't we? We love it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yes, and we'll see you next week. Next week. I'm dappled and drowsy and ready to sleep. Let the morning time drop all its petals on me. Life, I love you, all is groovy.